Welcome to another episode of Neon Radio Podcast. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. I need to buy a new suit. I'm Declan. <laughs> this week we're doing Jackie Brown, the third instalment in our Quentin Tarantino filmography. Yes. A uh, little bit of info about the movie. Not really too much. Uh, the film is written for screen and directed by Quentin Tarantino, adapted from the novel, novel Rum Punch by Elmore Leonard. Its cinematographer was Guillermo Navarro, cinematogra- cinematographer who would go on to shoot the Guillermo del Toro films to Pacific Rim. Interesting. All the way through. Uh, that would be confusing on set. I know, right? Guillermo. Guillermo. What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Maybe they had like nicknames for yeah. them. Anyway. Um, spoiler warning. We do spoil the film. So go out, watch the movie, come back. And we'll tell you all about it. We'll deep dive with you. All right. Uh, initial thoughts. I'm going to go Declan first. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is a dip for me. I'm not going to lie. In the Tarantino filmography. Yeah. Um, it's, I, 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 I find the story like quite clever. And I like the way that things come together in the end. Mm. But my God. God, is it a drawn-out process to get to that point? And it's not like mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where you're kind of on for the ride. Like, this was like, come on, come on. Like, yeah, let's get yeah. to the next thing, it was, please. Um, yeah. It was just, it was very, it's, I just felt its length a lot. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. But, I, like, I thought, you know, like, like always, everyone's performances were good in that, but I just found myself less engaged in this one. It, it was literally 40 minutes too long. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw that the runtime was two and a half hours, I sort of thought, oh, yeah um especially after like that's after the first 10 minutes of watching it because i knew it was going to be a slow burner yeah and i usually am on board for slow burners but this one i just i, th- I think because you just sort of knew what way it was going it was like can we get yeah. there like but it, it's uh, it's not terrible or anything but i definitely felt the length like it definitely mm. that was playing on my mind a lot yeah 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 fair enough yeah. that's your initial thoughts? That's my initial thoughts. Yeah, that's because I enough. always go too but, deep yeah. at the start. So. <laughs> okay. Damn man. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I think I told you before. I got mixed up with this movie and uh, Shaft. Yeah, I don't know how. And I, <laughs> like, and I, I enjoyed still Shaft. Don't know. Even though it got critically panned, but, but in Shaft uh, they say Shaft every ten seconds. Yeah, no, I just thought <laughs> it was because both have Sam Jackson. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I forgot De Niro was in this and um, Chris Tucker. Keaton. Yeah, Keaton. Michael Keaton. He was great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was... I don't know. I li- you know what I liked? I liked about this movie? What? Chicks with Guns. That was the best oh, part just of the that, movie. That, the <laughs> opening 15 minutes is the best part of yeah, the movie. It was good. And when uh, De Niro wipes out that chick, just his head. Came, Melanie. Just boom. Just, it's like, shut up. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, so stressed and high. Yeah. I, I just found that... I don't know. I just found De Niro was underused. Like, yeah. he played it really well. Like, don't get me wrong, but... It's an odd role for him. It is weird when you think yeah. about... De Niro and Tarantino sort of working together for the first time and that's the role that he gives yeah. De Niro. When yeah. you think about some no of the words, classic hardly. characters he's given to other people, like, yeah. like it's wouldn't odd. it have been cool to see De Niro play like a Hans Lander level character or something yeah. like that? Imagine yeah. that. But um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be... What was on my list on the on order ranking? Um, your order ranking was... Uh, this oh, was yeah, seven. seven. Yeah. So I I reckon this will drop to the to the last one. I the think that's why probably why I sort of forgot about it. Mm. Um, and I think going for this is probably his weakest. Yeah. Film. Like it's still good, but yeah, it's just nowhere near as strong as the others. Yeah, I yeah definitely yeah. have to agree. Yeah. yeah, like this was a this was a sit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like, it's a, I actually watched it in two parts because I, I was yeah. watching it and I got to a point when I was like. I get all I get the reasoning behind a lot of the film. Like, you know, I get that it's kind of like mm. he, he is trying to do a, a black film. That's mm. pretty much what he is trying to do. Um, but it's through the lens of a white man, which really I don't know. It's, it's, it, it feels is, yeah. weird. It is funny watching through Tarantino's earlier stuff now and yeah. thinking about Yeah, that where we've gone. Yeah, just it 
does not sit very like no, like I said in no. Reservoir Dogs, the amount of times that those guys are saying the N word, it's like this is made by a white guy and these yeah. are all white dudes. Like what? Yeah, what's going on? Like how is this even fine? Yeah. remotely. Does he still yeah. use that word in Hateful Eight? Yeah, he uses yeah. it in interviews. He uses it in everything, yeah. man. Yeah, I've seen it. I watched an interview about Jackie Brown, and he's just saying it like it's. Yeah, like it's just another thing. Yeah, he's an odd, he's an odd dude. Yeah, That's, uh, but um, I. That being said, by that the yeah. political point of it, yeah. yeah, I do think that the film is just it is a slow burn, and it almost feels like a bit of a circle jerk of his favorite actors that yeah. he was always wanting to like have Probably, in movies. Yeah, yeah, so you know, Pam Greer. You also got um, Sid Haig. Robert yeah. Forster, Sid Haig, Bridget yeah, Fonda. Like is, is it, Robert Forster gets a lot. Robert Forster is like and a main player. He's good. He's yeah. good. He's yeah. really good. But like when you think about De Niro, is like a side character and stuff. It's just yeah. interesting. It's like yeah. obviously these are movies that he's watched as a kid, whatever you know. That Robert yeah. Forster guy. Is he? He reminds me of. Um, he's been in a heap of stuff. Like I tried to figure out what I'd seen him in, and basically I just came to the conclusion I've just seen him in a lot of things. He yes. reminds me yeah. of um, like a, it's like it's his son or something. Um, ben Mendelssohn's in it. He go, he's like the brother. It's like a TV show. Oh, um, Animal Kingdom. Bloodline. No. Yeah, that. Bloodline. Who's the the brother in that? Uh, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, he reminds me of him. Yeah, I don't. It's, they're not related. Yeah, no, they I look, doubt, don't reckon but, they look like a younger version of that guy. Kyle Chandler's a bit beefier though. Like he's a bit more of like he looks like he's a quarterback kind of build kind of thing. You yeah, know? It's like, a, I think there's a facial features in the eyes. And stuff. Kyle Chandler is the perfect. Uh, he's in um, the second Godzilla movie. Race, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, he's the. Yeah. He, he looks like an all. He looks like he could be. He should be playing Captain America always. Yeah, right. Or something. Yeah. Like oh, he's, he's got that all American yeah. look about him. Yeah, that's you know? true. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah, I, I like, that I like guy. him a lot. But he looks like him a bit. But he reckon he looks the dad like, you look like you, Yeah, because you look like you trust him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah. yeah, always getting that real dad role type of thing. Yeah. He's a good actor, though. Yeah, I, I, I see his face. I just think of 70s Brady Bunch or something like that. <laughs> I, I, Greg so Brady. Yeah. <laughs> well, it definitely it's like is. Like you said, is the dad yeah. Greg Brady? You, you think seventies? Yeah. Like when I saw, um, when I see Robert Forster, first thing I think is people like. Yeah. I think of um, uh, what's the movie where the guys like goes after bad guys in an alley? Um, I know that Dirty Harry and all those things. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm, I think yeah. the first thing yeah. that comes to my head is like Charles Bronson. Yeah, he does have that. Like, like that. he's got yeah. that like stoic. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. like it's like the old school man's man type of thing. Yeah, like I, I think 70s, I actually 60s. think my favorite scene in the movie is the first one between him and Sam Jackson in the bail bonds office. That's a good scene. That's too. probably the best. That's the most Tarantino scene in the whole thing. I think mm. where yeah. they're just playing that cat and mouse game with dialogue, which yeah. he likes to do all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I was like, it's not much of Quentin Tarantino's DNA in this movie, really, no. except for then no. you get the you get the bloody foot shot classic foot yeah. shot yeah. it's so how awkward <laughs> how awkward is that, is that chick though man in the apartment it's like fuck. it's Bridget out. Fonda yeah I know yeah. it's like the wow. fuck yeah. she like stopped <laughs> acting after 2001 I looked up as well. like, she just doesn't act anymore fair enough I think she was just like I don't like this industry yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where it stood yeah. or she didn't have they she uh, got directors taking close ups on my feet yeah exactly <laughs> yeah wasn't, it wasn't many years after I mean yeah. like 97 <laughs> so she saw, saw Jackie Brown she's like this I gotta get out <laughs> I gotta find a way she's out in Lake Placid as well that might have been one more that's, yeah that would do it as well <laughs> um, yeah uh, all around I think that it's kind of it's not a bad movie it's, it's actually a good movie mm. There's, as I said there's none of Tarantino movies that are real mm. bad but it's definitely just the slowest most like I don't want to watch it again no, no I don't either no. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's the one I'd skip I'd, I'd seen it before like because I've obviously watched, I've tried to watch through Tarantino's I've watched through him before yeah and I watched it and I just I couldn't remember it that was the thing that That's was insane. worrying me this most about this one is I do not remember anything from it, it. except I remember the last shot of her like looking into the distance in the car and mm. sing along that was all I remember yeah. it, all I remember is the AK-47 absolutely <laughs> kill every motherfucker in the room you know I just remember that I just realised when I watched this I thought man I miss Chris Tucker 
Yeah, Chris Tucker's not in much anymore. Yeah, no. I, they're doing another rush. Him now, in Fifth I Element's so good. I actually good. didn't even realise it was him oh, until hello. after. <laughs> yeah, obviously the voice, but he he looks he looks quite different uh, yeah. here. Yeah, he plays a good stoner in this it's one. Like he does. It's like when he talks like a muppet, the heads just snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He's like what's it called? Like um, a, the Canadian South Park characters. What's his name? Like, Bowman. You know, the, yeah, <laughs> Terence <laughs> Phillips. Yeah. Well, there you go. Even similar voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's get into it because I think I think we can just jump in. Yeah, there's a lot of Delphonics mm. <laughs> in this. I don't. That's the color Robert Foster listens to, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, the song in the car. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 110th yeah, like, yeah. Street. Yeah, across good, good music. Street. It's good, it is. Music. Well, I think that was that was also that was a way of showing his infatuation with. Jackie Brown, right? Yes. Because she put that song on and he can't mm. stop listening to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's some really good moments with that. Like uh, Robert Forster and Pam Greer have great chemistry. In yeah. It. yeah. And there's like one of my favorite moments is when he's telling her his number on the answering yeah, machine. Yeah. 557, you can also reach me at my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also reach me at my home. And you're just like, bro, too many numbers, you're, hey, you're, don't do you're that. Imagining the, <laughs> imagining the new version that's like, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and here's yeah, my mobile yeah. number. <laughs> uh, DM me on any platform. It's a desperate, a desperate code broken. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just really trying, you know? Um, but yeah, it was all like super cringe. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember that song as well? Um, because like, I started watching it with my girlfriend and she lost interest about 20 <laughs> minutes. About um, she must be hating on us right now. <laughs> and because um, the subtitles are on and um, one of the songs is a Pam Greer song. I don't know if anyone knew that. Because in the subtitles it said like Pam Greer colon and then yeah. it had like the lyrics and oh, I was really? like, wow. oh my God, this is so meta playing <laughs> Pam Greer song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's obviously done music as well. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the longest coloured uh, wall or slowest moving airport run, run like thing at the start. Yeah. With the title sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, this just keeps going. Does that? Where is that? Is that? It has to be in like LA or something, right? Because yeah, well, it's said it seems. Well, yeah, is it? Compton is where. Yeah. Is. But but she works at an airport in Mexico. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe. Ah, right, that makes more sense because of the tiling. Yeah. Which was the, really was pretty, actually, in blue, a weird way. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll just think but it's the scene works. It something good. when you said that a lot of the cinematography in this movie and the, the styles reminds me of, um, like Punch Drunk Love, the Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. movie. Which, but their careers are so weirdly take turns at the same time. These two directors, completely man, completely like, different. They got the early one where they're making like you know the Boogie Nights and Pulp Fiction, like these like sort of like rompy movies and then oh. this comes out in 97 and it's like a turn for him punch drunk love comes out in 2002 and that's a turn for I haven't seen any pta that. Yeah. yeah and then they but then next thing it's there will be blood and inglorious bastards and they take this other yeah, turn like together. random like, yeah. What, yeah. The, how are they on Two this bangers. they're on like this weird little path together yeah. you know? so it's interesting is punch drunk love not that good or? it's good it's 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 quick he because he, he made magnolia which was like nearly three hours and that's oh, wow. that's a good movie but it's a big sit as well yeah. um and then after that he just he that gave him like mad depression. So he started watching Gene <laughs> yeah. Kelly movies to okay. perk himself up. And so he's like, I want to make a 90 minute movie. Yeah. So it's different in that sense. I, I would kind of do wish in many ways. I know it's not his thing, but it would have been nice to see Tarantino. I mean, he did. He did it with Reservoir Dogs. I guess mm. that's his 90 minute that's movie. That's his 90 minute movie, yeah. But I would have liked to have seen him do it again because I'm not going to lie. I love I love watching Tarantino. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... not not enjoying yeah these sits oh this is this is the most this is the first one where i've been like fuck i'm struggling again yeah like you got your kill bills come up now but they're the ones i I feel like go quicker like i think even oh no conversations like after reservoir dogs i was like i can't wait to get to kill bill now yeah i do like i do like pop but i just think that these this one way more don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say that there's (laughs) that they're the they're the draggy ones for me and then yeah from now on i feel like it's all yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I definitely think that. How's that go? <laughs> <laughs> sound effects are important, man. We don't do enough of them. We should Wipe. Have, we should okay, have let's sound go. Effects <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need one of those. Um, <laughs> need a pad. It's time for the facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's an app. We can do it. Not yet. We're only fifteen minutes in. The facts are later. God. Oh, well, you know what? That's time for. It's time for our giveaway. 
<laughs> Someone gets a free autograph. I've been thinking of doing a giveaway. I don't want to, but I don't want to say too much. But I've been having some thoughts about it. Oh, this is the first time I've ever. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Open it. I tell you, it's on the show. Reese is surprise you. <laughs> it's just a shot of my feet. Reese <laughs> by Declan. No, mate. <laughs> Criticized by Dan. <laughs> Warned by Dan. Warned by Dan. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's like, no way. I'll get rid of my old cap. There we go. <laughs> that's the that's day. I got to change a shirt and you got to take off the cap one week. No. Do you wear the same shirt every week? Every single week. Yeah, I oh, I got two. Oh, oh so I'm just yeah, an outlier that just wears a different shirt every week. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta change it up, man. You gotta be the only person to change it up. I'm all about that, um, mate. That's your, that's your it, gift. That's your it fast and loose. That's your fast, <laughs> fast and loose, mate. Hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Uh, there's obviously. Where was that? I don't know. It's random. Um, weird, uh, but great. The chicks with guns scene. Yeah, Where, that's how he sells the guns. Yeah, he takes them out in the desert and just gives them the guns, and he's like, "There." There's a Demi Moore. Re- there's a Demi Moore reference in there too. I don't, just, I think it, it just looked her. like Demi Moore, right? That's yeah, I rewound back. Yeah. That's not Demi Moore. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they said that. That was uh, yeah, right. it was a big staller for the scene. <laughs> like what? In an already long movie, you, yeah. you, you yeah, really want really thirty is. seconds of is that Demi Moore? Yeah, <laughs> take it off. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Listening to the interview. One of the biggest things that Tarantino was going for, and I hope I'm not spoiling any facts here, but one of the biggest things that he was going for was actually, he said I want he wanted to feel like you were sitting and chilling with every one of the characters at some point in time, mm. as if you were just literally in the room and it was like a bunch of friends that were talking. I get that, but I also, those, those are people yeah. I'd never want to chill with nah. in my life. No. <laughs> No, because then you know why? Because none of nothing they say is smart. No, like See, it's all dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> like his, I like his chilling scenes, right? I like. I know you guys don't like Hateful Eight as much, but but that's a chilling scene. Yeah, but that's I a love cool that. scene. I'm, yeah. I'm more. Whole time I'm kind of keen to watch Hateful Eight again to see how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. And what I'm going to do this time with Hateful Eight is do it in parts. So there's like you know eight parts whatever i'm gonna split it and check how many parts there are first before mm-hmm. it and then split it into three mm-hmm. and then just watch it over three sittings or have an intermission yeah. like i would in the cinema when he was doing it with the yeah the 70 mil or whatever yeah we got the intermission so it was I, an experience seeing that in 70 mil and i do remember enjoying it i just remember it i just remember yeah i, I like I'm, I'm keen to watch it again basically yeah this is the conclusion but that's that's my that's my goal for the hateful eight okay i'm pre-prepping for that um moving on the toe on the cup was uh, fucking disgusting it was so gross it was so funny it was disgusting well, i'm looking got, at it she's got nice toes it, i wonder but, if it's her toes it, is, it, <laughs> is it her toes i'm fairly sure it probably is i think yeah he always, i think he always he I loves think, dude every single movie yeah, from now on it's just literally yeah. a close-up of an actress's feet. i wonder if they Maybe go Django. he doesn't does he do it in Django? Yes. No, he's got the um, his wife. I hope yeah. not. When That's they, weird When too. they take her out of the pit, you see him then. But did they close up? I think it's close up. Because oh, <sighs> I watched it recently. Because sure bloody, uh, we're not doing it, but Death Proof has... Death Proof has like a... Kurt super Russell like gross. licks her feet and shit. Yeah, man. he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like stroking the it's whole so foot. Yeah. And she's like doing the whole feet over the feet thing like yeah. oh, this is fucking weird is that Inglourious Bastards has it with the the strangle scene yeah yeah I not remember that because she took yeah. the bullet for, he takes her shoe off to try a shoe on does he when do they do it in Hateful Eight maybe they don't do it in Hateful Eight uh, that may be the only one hey is well, Death no. Proof the one where the guy's making the barbecue sauce yeah yeah yeah. yeah I love that man <laughs> I like the, the little we're, we're not, not doing gonna, that we're one. not no, doing no, it no, but no, there's no, the little I want to watch it again the little red book with yeah. Kurt Russell. I got this yeah. little red book. Yeah. Kurt Russell, man. He's so good. Kurt Russell is good. He's great. Except for when he plays Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's shitting no, he's on Chronicles part, now. He's the best part of the movie. I'll shit on that movie yeah. every it's day. Shit. It's a rock and roll scene. It's my favorite. Um, <laughs> How bad was that? <laughs> yeah. If we remember, yeah, we, can put, we can put that review up in the... Up here yeah, yeah. I'll put it, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll put it for a card. Um, <laughs> uh, 
something that I have here, you know it's for you. It's the same line used in Pulp Fiction. I think he does have recurring lines in these films as mm -hmm. well that he likes to transfer over. But, you know, this movie's super-duper unmemorable, so I don't know where the fuck that is in it. Beaumont Livingston, which is obviously Chris Tucker's character. Mm. <laughs> Do you know, that's one of my favorite He's getting parts 10 of the movie. Years. That, I'm telling you, the first 15 minutes of this movie is stronger than the rest that, of it. That part was cool, yeah, where it's like the build-up to the... He just tries to yeah, shoot know, up yeah. five seconds. That was um, <laughs> yeah. That part was cool, and and like I said, the final scene where she where the deal actually goes down was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that because shit's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like running around stressed. I was like, oh, this is pretty. This is actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. she so. plays um, you know, she reminds me of uh, Peggy from uh, Mad Men. Nah, um, Marvel. Married with Children. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've I can kind of yeah. see it. Yeah. Same body types. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of like even when she's stressed you can just see Peggy doing the same thing yeah. you watch that show yeah, yeah. That, and, the, and the voices I think are similar as well yeah, yeah it just feels the same I do love that like with Pam Greer in this you always feel like she's a dominating presence mm. yeah. you never really feel like she's playing the, the wounded lamb in any no. point in time you always feel like she's in control no she's, yeah. she's, yeah, she's like excellent. she Pam yeah. Greer is really good in it yeah. yeah and it makes me actually want to go back and rewatch Coffee I haven't watched Coffee for like, oh. like since probably I was like 16. So it'd be cool to rewatch that and have a squiz again. Yeah. Um, yeah, the killing of Beaumont's hilarious. It's great. Did you notice um, the, the, the boot scene? It's exactly the same as, um, was it Reservoir? Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, where it's shot from the boot out. Yeah. yeah. yeah even that's, in, even Pulp, same. That is a, that's for Tarantino though. That would be a throwback to old gangster movies. I'd yeah. Say. That was yeah. a fake. That's like a, that's a similar yeah that's like a, you have to have that shot in your movie if yeah. you're doing a crime film yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. um yeah you, De Niro is underutilized is one of the things oh, I said oh he wrote it too yeah yeah, but he does play someone absolutely other than De Niro in it, which yeah, is yeah I've never thing. seen him play a character like that before he's yeah. super subdued yeah hey you and, know what oh, I was thinking it's not a handbrake but imagine De Niro oh sorry it is if you imagine De Niro yeah. in Bill and Ted Fuck, that'd be good. In Who's he Bill playing? And Ted? As either Bill or Ted. There's two old men doing it. What? What? If they, if they did it like an old Bill and Ted. They did. They did. No, like an old <laughs> one. Like old, like... Like an know, old man. 70 or version. something, yeah. They'd just wait for the other two guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, wouldn't, know, yeah. they wouldn't do it now. We got we, we got um, Comedy De Niro in um, Meet the Parents. And I already watched grandpa. that movie recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot how fucking yeah. good he is. Meet the movie, Fockers. Man. Meet the Fockers, is it? Yeah, Meet the Fockers yeah, and yeah. Meet the Parents. Meet yeah. the Parents is better. Like, just yeah, it's, as no, a, just it is. It is better, film. but I yeah. think if you both I think if you, if you watch fun. one, you're probably going to watch two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, and they're not two's not perfect, but it's a nice little continuation yeah. of the story. Yeah, there's that there's that scene in two I always remember with is it Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, where he's like, you know, we live in this place and we try and you know. Make sure we keep the water consumption down. Yeah. So if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. And yeah. you're like, oh. And then he, but then he goes, <laughs> but then he goes, then he goes. Oop, forgot to follow my own rule. Flushes the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Um, uh, there's a scene in this where it's uh, Hiroshi has a character called Hiroshi, he's a Japanese man in it. And for a moment, I thought they were going into the, and this might be a, a good place to segue a little bit with uh some diving deep yeah well my deep dive isn't about characters that connect okay all right okay well we'll get we'll get to it later then jackie brown doesn't have a lot yeah well that's what i was thinking with oh, this one here i thought the japanese man might have something to do with similar to like um uh what's his name hattori hanzo from uh, kill bill no yeah. because yeah. kill bill is in the realer than real world yeah it's the he's like, in the movie, the movie universe within yes. the tarantino universe yeah, yeah. Right. I'll double check though while, yeah. while we're talking. Uh, this character was called. Um, uh, God damn it! Where is it? I just had it. Hiroshi from. Yeah, Hiroshi. Hiroshi's character in the film. What's the last name? Hiroshi. It just says Hiroshi. Just go Hiroshi Jackie Brown. Uh. Um, obviously, we get a lot of the Delphonics, as I said before, but I don't. Like, I think I get what what it is. I think it has to do with just. Uh, it has like a, a black culture type of thing, mm. uh, you know, connected to it. So that's what I'm guessing a lot of it has to do with it. It's the come up of someone. Like if you listen to that hundred, uh, 110th Street song, it just sounds like the come up of someone in like a ghetto, oh. out of the ghetto. So yeah. 
Um, that's pretty cool, the connection between that. Uh, Jackson and De Niro's combo at the bar. I like those type of combos. Those were the ones that I enjoyed more, mm. but it was also... How do I say this? Unnecessary. Because it doesn't progress anything. No. It builds character, but there's zero progression to yeah, the that, whole thing. Those, see, those type of parts are the parts you can cut out. Like There's like yeah. 30 to 40 minutes you can just chop off. Which is a shame because you kind of were like... I mean, these are the parts I, I enjoy in it, mm. but I also think because it's such a slow burn, the lack of progression just halts yeah. the whole film. Yeah, no, I can't really find anything. Nothing? Yeah, it's, it's, Jackie Brown is a weird one that doesn't really... It doesn't, doesn't really connect to the other movies. And that might be nah, just because yeah. it's a, uh, unless you know something yeah. and you're trying to fish me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just I was I was looking at it and first thing I thought was like, oh maybe maybe Declan might. No, I've got. About... I do have a. I do have a digging deep that does right. connect to another movie, but it's not a Tarantino movie. I think. Oh, right, okay. right. Well, we'll get to that. Um. Uh. Yeah, the then there's only like see I, I jumped straight to parts I just enjoyed. Yeah, the, it's, it's a, well, yeah. I'm just looking through your thing. It's like they're the same things that I I pretty much wrote down. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it, that you know you're gonna talk about De Niro then. Yeah. Well, the De Niro killing that, killing Men- Melanie. Yeah. The tenseness of that, you can just think he's just like a looks like a stoner. Shit, man. She I mean, she was super <laughs> fucking annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And she wanted to be a part of the whole thing. <laughs> in the moment that is like already stressful. Yeah. You're making a scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you expect? Yeah. And she was on it. Yeah, she was on his case. She just kept saying, "You guys are idiots." Yeah, so, yeah. He didn't but, really have to shoot her though. No, he didn't. No, <laughs> no. I mean, but with, with Tarantino's head. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So but like, it oh, gone. Like went super out there with it. Yeah. Because he, he uh, like I was expecting him to turn around at one point in time and just punch her in the face or something like mm. do something. Well, that's probably. what Odell says. Yeah. Why didn't like, yeah, you just smack her in the mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also... Even that was an interesting conversation. But, yeah. but uh, the whole like, you know, obviously he was in the wrong in the moment where she's like, he's like, give me the money. And yeah. she's like, why? I'm not holding it. I'm coming with you. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going anywhere else. <laughs> that, is, that is another, like, I don't want to get too political, but that is another topic of conversation that comes up with Tarantino a lot is the, the violence towards women in his films. Yeah. You know, which is like, it's part of the story and everything, but... Yeah. It is it is something that reoccurs. Well, when when we get to Kill Bill, we'll see that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Pretty hefty. There's always retribution, um, though. Yeah. There well, is. not for Melanie. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, what's his name? Like, Samuel Jackson's... Or Dell actually cops it, but, mm. I mean, Melanie's... Uh, I mean, I just... Th- there is no connection woman. between the Tarant- this, this movie's an outlier. Uh, th- that would make a lot more sense since it is a... Um, adaptation. An adaptation, yeah. 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 Yep. Which... I was looking up. Uh, That's what I asked you. Is this the only one? Is no, this one in Glorious Bastards, isn't it? Um, no, no, Glorious Bastards. All these oh, other movies. This is the only one. Okay, the only adaption. And that explains the, the, I guess, the weakest one out of. Yeah, it definitely feels odd. Mm. Um, but the same guy who did. Um, I found a lot of articles in that were just people saying this is Tarantino's best work in really? his filmography. Some, yeah, well, a lot I, of people like it a lot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. But moving on, I think let's get into uh, some of our segments. Sack it or brisket, Dan Cinematography Corner. A little context for new listeners, sack it or brisket, snack it or brisket. Snack it or brisket. That's a fucking good one too. Would you snack on it or would you brisket it? (laughs) Uh, That could be your in-between, sack it, snack it or brisket. Like the medium one, like the one that just doesn't make any... Anyway, don't worry about it. Getting too complicated. Uh, it came from Dan's love of beef briskets. Check out the Enola Holmes episode. And the unique term to sack that if he doesn't like something. So is he going to sack this flick cinematography and make himself a beef brisket? He loves every morsel of it. Visuals. Oh, oh. He stares at me when he does Because it makes you so uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> so, Dan, did you like it? Meh. That's not a that's not a brisket for me. It's a snack it. <laughs> it's a snack it. It's like a little taste of the burnt ends. Wow. Uh, uh yeah, it's it's it I I think he comes really good to me when um I think Hateful Eight I feel Glorious like Bastards. Glorious Bastards is really a leap up. Yeah. The Kill Bill's are good too though. 
Yeah. You can't really like write them off, but definitely yeah. when he goes to Inglorious Bastards, it's a yeah. leap. There yeah. is a massive leap. It's more yeah, the lighting's just like it's like holy shit. Yeah. So change of cinematography too though. Yeah. As yeah. Well. yeah Robert Yeah. Um, like don't get me wrong, it's still fine, but uh, yeah, it's not uh, not eye popping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Composition's all good. No issue there. You got the big ant there as well. Look, there, Clory on your hand. My God, where are they coming from? Is yeah. it the same one? Is it a bull ant? Oh, he just squashed him. Yeah. Hold you. Bye bye. Poor bugger. It's an ant, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> It was time to move on. Been, oh been my watching, god, you're patting it. <laughs> been watching too much Tarantino, right? <laughs> I was just focusing on the ant's feet. No, it oh. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, look, it's nothing eye catching. Um, there's some, look, don't get me wrong. There's a few cool moments. Um, you know when uh, when um, Pam Greer goes to the house for the first time. Yeah. And it's like sort of silhouetted. They're always taking the light on and off. Yeah, yeah. That was done really well. There's a lot of that. Almost like a Kurosawa. Kurosawa. No, was, um, the type of style is like it's actually a, there's a oh, name okay. for that type of style. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was cool. But yeah, there's nothing sort of, you know, yeah, like I said, eye-popping. Yeah. It's just very standard or which is still, you know, a high standard. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot more with this film, a lot more of like a production design thing. There's a lot of palettes, mm. color yeah, palettes, the, are, the blues and the, the tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I got more of. Like, yeah, yeah like blues, yellows. Mm. Um, yeah, for it, to, for it to get a brisk command, everything has to work. A lot of work. pastel yeah. type of yeah. colors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dan. No worries. Uh, moving on to the factoids. Are we doing facts and not digging deep? We're doing both? Yeah, I told, you I, had to, I told you I had to dig in deep for this episode. Okay, we'll do dig in deep now, man. <laughs> that's that's a shovel digging. Boom. Oh, wow. Um, all right, so this I I thought this was an interesting one. Um, so like obviously this is based on an Elmore Leonard book. Yes. Um, so Michael Keaton's character plays the the police agent, and just six months after uh, he did that. Steven Soderbergh made a movie called Out of Sight, which is also an adaptation of an Elmwood Leonard novel. And it's the same character is in it that Michael Keaton played. With George Clooney. Yes. And oh. um, basically, uh, Soderbergh cast him in that movie too. So there's like a well, crossover action. between the Soderbergh and a Tarantino movie. Wow, that's interesting. Very cool. So they exist in the same universe. Oh. Well, if you think about it... That's pretty cool. Elmore Leonard did... Uh, get shorty yeah he wrote yeah, that that's true yeah you can see a lot of that yeah yeah in, in i always thought when i saw it when i was a younger kid yeah it was like oh is this like pop fiction yeah yeah so agent agent yeah ray nicolette that's it ray nicolette and um basically soderbergh went went like when he knew he was doing it he went into the post-production suite of jackie brown mm. and saw um keaton on camera and just said oh fuck it i'll just cast him <laughs> Why would oh, I, was he was like, why would I recast? Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's nailing it, you know. Nice, yeah. Like, and he, yeah, yeah, he in the same movie, he wears the leather jacket with the glasses oh, hanging yeah. around his neck Gosh. and everything. So he's yeah. like, he's a cool character. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like that, that little crossover, that little yeah. bit of a connection. Yeah, yeah. He, he's all, he, like, it's almost like Elmore Leonard is kind of making his own little running world mm. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Because they don't often do that. They often just recast the character. Yeah. Have you ever seen Michael Keaton not play Michael Keaton? I mean, um, oh, he's got his thing. I, I yeah. think um, Birdman is way different. Birdman, I would even say in Spotlight, he's he's a bit more dour than he normally is in a role. Like, there's not much yeah. uppity in that performance. Yeah, he's very true. like stoic. Is, yeah, because yeah. even his Batman is kind of quirky when he played Batman. Yeah, there's yeah. that cold soup moment. Yeah, I love that fucking moment. Oh. Yeah, I really like Keaton though. <laughs> yeah, he's good. There's there was um because I like I, I was obviously too young to be conscious of this, but there was a big apparently in the 90s it was like him and hanks were like it was like who's going to be the biggest star and like yeah obviously hanks has sort of come out on top but i feel like in the later part of keaton's career you could make an argument that he maybe has had the better later career yeah he's definitely hanks. coming back Do you know what i mean like yeah oh but i think because post you think post saving private ryan yeah hanks is hanks hasn't made that many classics anymore and keaton's been he's in some more, bangers of recent roles though yeah, he's been kind of more in the background. Yeah. 
than anything else. Well, not the movies. Like he's been no, but he's been in like the post center. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're more like Captain Phillips. That I would call it like mature yeah. films in the sense of like I think they're more history based. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, like they they maybe garner an older audience most of the well, time. Well, I would say that the. The movie that reminded me how good Hanks was was Captain Phillips in the scene when they're like checking on him. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, fuck, this guy can act. But I, I think Keaton in his, in the last like five, ten years mm. has maybe been more solid. I, see, I haven't watched The Founder yet. No, I really want to watch that oh, too. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. I like those biopics, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one that I wanted to watch. Oh yeah, he was in Trials of Chicago 7. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Did too. he win for Birdman? Yeah, I think, I think he did. He did. Yeah. I think he took it for it. Wait, hold on. We'll check because we're right here for it. Um, awards, 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 awards. Where is it at the top? This is riveting. Riveting podcast material. How good is watching people on a phone? <laughs> Jesus it's just, Christ. It's just like real it's life. It's actually, <laughs> it's just like real life. Here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, winner of best writing, best achievement in directing, best picture, best cinematography, yeah, but nominated in leading role. Right. Oh, geez, who wanted that? Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, it's that's weird. Yeah, there's it's a nomination. What Doesn't year, what year was it? Uh twenty fifteen. Oh. so that's a who won best? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my god, god. are we doing this? <laughs> do we do we want to let us run <laughs> into Kate the Phoenix Joker? Uh no, no, it oh, isn't. No, wait, oh, cause Eddie Redmayne, the theory of everything. everything. Oh right, it didn't hear. Definitely would not have chose Eddie Redmayne. This, this is this year. is the, that's see okay. that's the thing that like when these ones where they go to people who play real people, you <laughs> yeah. know, and it's like oh he does such a good impression. Then then like five years later you look back and you go Keaton should have won that award. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like, I agree with you, man. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne, he's a fantastic actor. Like yeah. don't get me wrong, but uh, Keaton that year was. We're just like he's amazing. So biased towards people that play real people because you've got like it's because people have a comparison to go off, but it's yeah. like I don't know. Even fuck, man, I would have maybe even given it to Steve Carell that year for Foxcatcher. He was I'm so Foxcatcher. You would like Foxcatcher. Yeah. He doesn't play Stephen Carell. No yeah. way. He's so much more creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he. Did, it's like he did the turn with um. Robin Williams and one-hour photo. It was like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. But he was... Uh, I really like... Foxcatcher's yeah. maybe one That's of my good. favorite Even, movies um, that year. Even Channing Tatum was really good in it too, man. Yeah. He was hectic. But, that, man, man Ruffalo just fucking rips in that movie. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, that, thank you for the diving deep. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> factoids, factoids. Giving you these factoids. Put it in a rap, boys. Something with some crap noise. But back to you, Declan. <laughs> uh, the factoids. Yep. Uh, put it in a, a, a shopping bag and uh, bring it to me in the car. Thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I, don't have the, I don't have that that quick speed that Declan has with coming up with those. Maybe I've got to go back to Declan. I know, you do it yourself and then introduce it yourself. <laughs> All right. All right, tell us the facts. Um, so Tarantino met Robert Forster in a restaurant, handed him the script and said, you're going to do this and that's all there is to it. Wow. <laughs> He's like, fuck off. <laughs> but Forster was thrilled because he was actually having a career slump at this time yeah. and he landed an Oscar nomination for this role. Yeah, yeah That's awesome. What did he do after that though? He's done heaps of stuff, yeah. Look at, he, you look at his filmography, it is like maybe the longest filmography in history. Yeah. <laughs> well... I'll interlude a little bit with your factoid there. Yeah. Because Tarantino said that Robert Forster, uh. every, every time they do a casting thing, they give you what's called a list. Mm. And the list has obviously the 100 or 150 top names at the time. Yeah. Because he was off the list. He goes, I was so happy because the next year when I asked for the casting sheet, he was on the list after right. my movie. And he goes, I was so happy to see uh, Robert Forster back on the list yeah, because. He's, he's known for that too, though. What? Did it, uh, T- uh, Tarantino. Tarantino yeah. 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 So he was very happy to have him back on the list. He's brought, he's brought a lot of actors back. Into, like yeah. Travolta with Pop Fiction, that really re energized yeah. his career. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell. It, oh, sad that it didn't happen for Mike Myers with Inglorious Bastards. He had I know. He was so there. good in I thought maybe too. that would happen for him, yeah. but it never did. Um, when Pam Greer walked into audition for Tarantino, she said, They were all my posters from 20 years ago. When I was just a piss and vinegar kid, 
And she said to Tarantino, did you put these up because I was coming over? And he said, no, I was going to take them down because you were coming over. Oh. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying. I think I think this is that this is the type of movie that you just got and everyone he fucking yeah. really loves from the past yeah. and thrown him into a film. And, um, Sam Jackson has named this as his favourite Tarantino film. Really? You have to wonder, is it because he's the main character, well, basically? But when was that? When was that interview? This doesn't have a date, he's, but this did. He's so he's good done in um, Hateful Eight, Django. He's so good Django, in Django. But this is his yeah. map. But I could see this because it is like it is a callback to the black exploitation era yeah. of films. Sam Jackson's the lead in it. Like it's probably a bigger film for him. Yeah, personally, yeah, I'd say. Thug. And uh, another interven- intervening, um, uh, Tarantino says that. Sam Jackson, out of he gets he was asked why does he always put him in all of his movies? Yeah, and he said because he's the one actor he's ever worked with that doesn't have anything else that he does in his life. He goes, yes, yeah, sure, he golfs here and there. He goes, but Samuel L. Jackson is an actor. Mm. That is it. Like he he's done it since he was a kid. There is no other hobby Samuel L. Jackson has yeah, right. really in right. his life. So yeah. he's like. He's the way that he says it is like he's just it's like working with the perfect actor for himself. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um So you know when Robert Foster talks about he had work done on his hairline when it began to disappear, his character yeah. in the movie? That really yeah. happened to Robert Foster in real life. Yeah. So he said <laughs> you can see it, yeah. he said, um, to Tarantino we should put it in there. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. And this is the so this was the first movie where Tarantino started doing this. He wanted to gauge audiences' reactions to key moments in the film. So he spent the first weeks following the film's release watching it in theatres. Mm-hmm. And he does that a lot. Yeah. Now. He likes to jump into the cinemas. He jumps between like the five or six yeah, well, ones like, that are playing. Because I, I, I talked yeah. to people that were at the one in... Um, oh, geez. Uh, was it Melbourne? No, no. Which one did he go? He, one in Sydney near the race... Where the race course... The horse racing track is. I can't freaking remember the name of it now. The, oh, um, uh, yeah. I know the one. The Ritz. Yes. He went to, he went to there... That's yeah, I remember him going when he there. when he was out here doing the press tour uh, for it, and they said that he just he was sitting on the back like laughing, he's like laughing at the jokes in his movie. And stuff. He still likes them. Um, I uh, look, it's weird, but I say that the passion that he has for his own films, I'm happy he likes his own movies. Yeah, I got to be happy with that, especially after you know when we, when we yeah. you know, shoot edit. Oh man, you just over it. Watch it that many times, yeah. it's just like noisy. Yeah. It's like oh, it's not a finish it. Yeah. Um. Michael Keaton desperately tried to talk Tarantino out of hiring him for the part of Ray Nicolette. Tarantino says his whole process was to convince me that he's not right for the role, but he never convinced me. He said Michael's whole thing is to deny himself and say that he's not right. So I don't know if it's like a reverse psychology thing that he does. Yeah, or... He says that he was he's very, very picky. Yeah, and right. Yet again in that same interview, he's an extremely picky actor and if he doesn't feel like he fits the role, he does this thing where he says... Um, yeah, I could see someone playing this part that's really great. You know what I mean? Like he'll say like, yeah. I, I, I really, you know, like I could see someone like this playing the part or someone yeah. like that playing the part, yeah. not yeah. not himself. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. It's got here about how you said it's the Hangout movie. That's what he was going for with it. Yeah. The white, Hon- the white 1980 Honda Civic, which Jackie drives, is the same car Butch, Bruce Willis from Pulp Fiction, was driving when he knocked down Marcel Wallace. Oh. So there's a connection. Huh. But I don't like it's not meant to be the same one, but they say given how badly Butch crashed after knocking down myself, it's nothing short of yeah. amazing that car wasn't a write off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and yeah, then I noticed that. And didn't we have something about that car being stolen? Was it that that no, that was the other car. That was the, the car that um John Travolta and stuff were driving. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's right. Um and then there's I'll finish with this one. Tarantino was afraid that Elmer Leonard would hate the film. He and Roger Avery hesitated to discuss the changes with Leonard, finally speaking with Leonard as the film was about to start shooting. Leonard loved the screenplay, considering it not only the best of the 26 screen adaptations of his novels and short stories, but also stating that it was possibly the best screenplay he had ever read. Wow. Wow. Which is pretty big. Have you guys ever ever (laughs) read a Tarantino screenplay? No. But we hear this from you every time. Yeah, you say it every time. Do I? <laughs> yeah. You've made that quite clear. Oh, okay, all right. Fuck. <laughs> but go ahead. No, no. I was, all, I gonna, all I was going to say, it's just a, it's, he, he doesn't write it normally. Like yeah, he writes yeah. like a, yeah, a novel. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't like reading them because it spoils the movie for me. 
But you don't like reading screenplays at all, anyway. No, I don't mind. You it. generally don't like reading. No, I do read. I'm reading. Unless it has pictures. I'm getting through the uh, the dry, which I still want to watch the movies. Which one? Still out the dry. What is Eric Banner's it? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, it's a good good book. Uh, novel? Yeah. This is the first I've heard you actually read novels. I thought yeah. you read no, because I've always thought you read like comics. You used to tell me it was a waste of time. Uh, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I find that funny? Just, I could hear you saying it though. In my I'm sure you figured me out by now. I, I usually say things just to get a reaction. Oh, okay, all right. No, it's pretty good. Figure I'm, it out. I'm probably sometimes. like sixty percent through. I'm, okay. I'm reading on a Kindle, so it's like sixty percent. Cool. But, um, yeah, so I want to watch the movie. Yeah, she's she's a good writer. Heaps detailed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. Check it out. Nice. Yeah, Aussie. Well, uh, let's go to our final thoughts for this film. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Final thoughts of this film. Yeah, look, this was a hard sit. Um, there's enjoyable moments, like Tucker and the killing in the car park. That's pretty funny. The chicks with guns. Um, look, great all-star cast, but yeah, I think it was just too much flab in the middle. Yeah. Just too long. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, this is his, I think this is his weakest one for me personally. Sure. I just find, like, say, Hateful Aid or Glorious Bastards, I could just sit there playing in a room for ages and just yeah. not get bored with it. Uh, but yeah, saying that, you know, it's still it's still good. Um, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5? Yep. We've dropped below the 7. Yeah, this is my first one. Oh I think I told god. you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's painful. Okay, fair I don't enough. disagree with that though. To be honest, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, she dance. <laughs> she dance. Um, yeah. Yeah. This. Honestly, this is actually like I struggled to finish this movie. Like I was actually contemplating just going. Do I just not finish it and just right. read the rest read of the Wikipedia or something like? Because <laughs> I was, I was just like, oh, just not. I just wasn't loving it. Like yeah, I just wasn't. Same. I just didn't yeah. even really care that much about what happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just because that's I was in the wrong mindset or something. Because you know, I like it's like it's hard for me to watch movies during the week with my work schedule and then sometimes on the weekend if i've had a couple of things on i have to try and cram something in yeah um and like i sort of had to do that last this night is with this the one. hard movie to cram in yeah this is one of those ones where it's like a struggle yeah but I, I i generally just didn't find myself feeling that connected to anything that was happening in it i did yeah. like the, i liked pam Grier's character like obviously like the standout and i did like max cherry the robin yeah. foster character but yeah. um it just it just took so long to get to where it was going, yeah. Yeah, and I just sure. there was another thing there where Tarantino, like when he said about the hangout one, he said, "Oh, you know, you watch it once and you're like, what are these people doing? But then you watch it two, three, four times and you're like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with my friends. And I was like, I can't yeah, imagine myself gonna, yeah, ever watching yeah, it that many times. Yeah. Like, it's interesting uh, when we talk about length. Like, we recently watched Justice League, and yeah. man, that just flew. Like, I enjoyed that way more. I, I found that flew very quickly. Mm. Yeah, so that, well, the same. I yeah, definitely. I was I was way more willing to sit down and watch that. And yeah. even like I rewatched like I watched the first Lord of the Rings with my girlfriend last weekend. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't that, those movies have never felt overly long yeah. to me. Like yeah. I'm just I, I, I'm happy to sit there for those movies. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's weird. Eh? Mm. Yeah, especially um, the theatrical cuts, which I really want to rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but um. Yeah, just uh, it's just definitely it's it's a dip for me. A yeah. lot of other people are saying it's like his best movie and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's I, yeah. I can see the reasoning behind why they say it. I think that it is definitely an, a, a movie that is out there, and to anyone that's watching it, uh, and kind of looking deeper into what what he's maybe not even what he's trying to say, but who he's trying to appease. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, how it's probably the least Tarantino yeah. by far. I think they would have been those comments. To me, it sounds like they were done at the time. Was it ninety five? Yes, correct. And ninety seven was it? Yeah, ninety ninety. Yeah, it would have been ninety seven. It was around closer to there. Um, when you look at the Reservoir Reservoir Dogs as graphic, Pulp Fiction as graphic. This one was it was a bit more mainstream. I think. And yeah. I think maybe that's why the first two films would have been polarizing. Yeah. For most people. And this is like a turn to more of a cleaner sort of, you know, heist or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Type uh, movie. I think it might appeal to, you know, a, a wider range of audience. Mm. Yeah. But so. I, it would. Why don't you give your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Well, my, well, you know, I think that, you know, some of the things that stood out to me was a bit of a confusing 
um, story layup, like how they layered it. Mm. And that, that maybe made it feel longer as well. Obviously, the inclusion of things that, uh, you know, conversationary scenes, which are great, but they just don't fit because it's just one after another. Mm. Yeah. And that makes it just feel dense. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, it's just very unmemorable in moments. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I still struggle right now to think of scenes that, that I thought from the film are like, you know, oh, what happened between there and there in the movie? And yeah. what happened between there and there? But sure, there's moments that stand out, but, you know, like, like Robert De Niro banging Melanie and the, the title card coming <laughs> up like 30 seconds later or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, still just... It, it's a very, like, okay, movie. That being said, I do think it's intelligent. Hmm. It is intelligently written, intelligently made. Just oh. It's just not... Uh, captivating yeah which is the problem it feels more like a um something like i mean if it wasn't if it was strange like super strange it would feel something more like cosmopolis or something like that from that writer like a really like out there just one in one location having some weird conversations um but it's not like that. It doesn't even fit that realm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I like the movie, but I'm not going to watch it again. I'm no. going to give it my my Tarantino low, my seven. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I was a bit rounder, but I was no. trying. I was trying to cover all the things I was thinking. Yeah, it's, it's really it's not it's that a, far off Daniel's score. Yeah. Yeah, it really isn't. No. Yeah. No. It's just, yeah, I just, just didn't just, expect a lower than seven. No. It's really weird because you know, like you said, the first fifteen minutes is it's like it's so good, and then it just goes yeah. Pretty much, and but I can see, oh, I can see the some of the reasoning and some of the things. Like, I think the moments that he is being doing things that he really means to do, like having Pam Greer uh. stand there for moments and having music play over it and mm. things like that. He's trying to just really get those moments that he really wanted to see as a kid, mm. and that he really loved or loved in other movies as a kid. Yeah, and that's really the moments that shine everything in between just feel like it's filler man mm. yeah it's too long <laughs> that's it shave off 40 yeah. minutes <laughs> like totally. we can do it like someone can edit this shit back <laughs> for sure um so let's do this quick roundup um dan reservoir dogs at eight pop fiction 7.5 and jackie brown a 6.5 I had Reservoir at 8, Pulp at 8.5, Jackie Brown at 7. Uh, Declan. This, I'm, I'm not... I'm not, not I'm, even going to amend. No, I'm not. I'm, until I get to the final one, I'm okay. not going to do... All right. Yeah. All right. Ranking. We'll leave that one. Currently got to check his last. Yeah. Probably got to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. All right. I think we can wrap this baby up. Yeah, man. We just reviewed Jackie Brown. Uh, you've been listening to the On Radio podcast. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. I'm off to Spain. I'm Declan. <laughs> and you have a good week. Respect. Respect.